Hi everybody and welcome to me, my relationship and I podcast. This is Sylvia. And this is Eli. And thank you for listening. So today we decided to talk about dating, um, our previous dating experiences and what we learned through through dating, really. Um, so yeah, Eli. Would you like to share some of your experiences? Oh, going to throw me under the bus first, huh? Yes, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure you've heard most of these stories already, but I guess they're going to be nice to share. So, um, where should I start? Where would you like me to start? I mean, I would say what what experiences did you have with dating uh, in terms of your growth through that I would say you know maybe like recently I guess you have grown and you've understood a little bit more about yourself and what you would like in relationship what you look for what you would like to co-create with someone else based maybe on past experiences um yeah yeah so um I'll tackle the first bit first the growth I feel like over the last Maybe, uh, say about three years, Mm -hmm. um, I have gone through a bit of a transformation within myself. I, I was always quite a a nervous person. I, uh, let's take the backstory. Let's go way back. Let's go way back. Let's start from when Eli was a little kid. Now. (laughs) Oh gosh, uh, that's going to be a long one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this is going to be one of those podcasts. Um. So when I was a little kid, I was quite overweight. So I was always quite the husky kid. Um, I had a mother that always liked to feed me and um, sort of saw sizes like being big and strong, almost sizes like being healthy. But um, to put it into context, when I came to uh, year seven, I believe, I think I hit my peak at around 15 stone. So if you think of a little child, it's 15 stone. Um, yeah, I was, I was very heavy. And, um, when you're younger, I think looks are the most important part when it comes to attraction. Um, because when you're young, you don't really know, you don't really know uh, a lot about relationships and attraction and whatnot. So you only go with what's visual, what's right in front of you. Mm, So, um, I was always the, uh, I, I think I was always the chubby, funny friend. Not, not the one that uh, anybody wanted to be with. So um, it would come down to, um, we would play games like Kiss Chase. Are you familiar with Kiss Chase? Did you play that? Oh, yeah. 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 I don't know exactly how it's called in Italian, but... Still play it now. Still play. Oh, yeah. I still oh, yeah. play. <laughs> yeah, be careful, guys. Um, so, yeah, we, we used to play that in primary school and... Um, Often or not, everybody else would be um, playing with each other and um, all of the other guys would be chased and get kissed and nobody would ever chase me. In fact, I'd probably be chasing myself, actually. Oh, I I'll... would chase you right now. Oh. I'll chase you later. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds threatening coming from you. Oh, yeah, I am a little bit dangerous sometimes. <laughs> Only sometimes? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway... Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think that kind of, uh, I kind of understood my, my place in the social hierarchy, so to speak, when I was quite younger. Um, 
I think for a while I was a bit upset about that, but as I grew up, I just accepted that's me, that's just where I am. So I grew up thinking I'm going to be the funny guy. I'm not the one that is going to um, attract any female attention. And that is how I, I lived life. If we fast forward to going into secondary school, I uh, I went to an all-boys school. My parents thought that that would be the best way to keep me learning and not be distracted by the opposite sex. Um, and I didn't really have uh, much interaction with um, the opposite sex. So when it came to uh, the point where I started taking the bus home and we started mingling with the girls' school um, opposite us, I always felt like really uncomfortable. Like I, I remember when I first started meeting up with the, the girls that were from the opposite school through my friends and they were all like very relaxed and like themselves around them, maybe a bit show-offy, mm-hmm. um, but they were extremely comfortable and um, the girls were going out for hugs and I was like, what the fuck? Why are you hugging me for? Back up. <laughs> What's going on here? Mm. Um, because I wasn't used to that kind of like interaction. Of course, yeah. Um, and I would say that uh, I started joining MSN. I don't know if you remember MSN. Oh yeah, I was the g- good old days. Yeah. Before WhatsApp, rushing home at 6 p.m. Yeah, logging I was on there during the weekend. MSN. S- sending nudges. <laughs> oh, those were the days. But um, yeah, I started talking with people, and I'd start getting. Um, whenever I'd message girls, I'd send messages like XOX at the end, and I was like, "What does that mean?" I thought it was almost like an emoji of some sort, but I think when I first saw an XO, this is me, the geeky brain in me, mm-hmm. sort of thought that it was like someone like in pain. So the O was the mouth and then the eyes were <laughs> two arrows pointing inwards like you were in excruciating pain. You'd be like, have you got a headache or what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh. exactly. So my interactions with, um, uh, with most girls were just... It was kind of weird for me because I didn't know my, I didn't know my place. I, I didn't know how to interact. Yeah. I almost saw girls as a completely different species. Mm-hmm. So when I saw that at the end, I was, I was like, oh my god, like me talking does that leave you in excruciating pain? Mm. Um, which nowadays it probably does. You have to listen to me more often than not, just talking about random. Yeah. Random crap. Yeah. If you could see her now, she looks so, Uh so reside in. in I am listening. The world of pain that I put her through. Oh yeah, so much pain. (laughs) Um. So yeah. Um. So this this is the kind of base that I started out on. Um. About a year later, I think I started getting into skateboarding. And I I used to go out with my friends quite a bit to skate. We used to go almost every weekend. Uh, and then somehow over summer, just one summer, I just lost five stone. And I just became extremely skinny. I didn't even notice it happening. I, I just noticed that, um, well, I was dreading going to school in mm-hmm. summer because every year I was just getting bigger and bigger and my clothes were getting tighter and tighter. So I was just worried that I was going to rip them. And I uh, I was just dreading putting on my school uniform. And then one in September, I put them on and I was just like, oh, oh okay, these, these fit. 
it was cool. I didn't think anything of it. Mm. And um, every now and then I was getting comments from like, I, I noticed that I got um, less people calling me fat in school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got one comment from somebody saying like, how the fuck did you lose all of that weight? <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? Because I, I didn't know what diets were at that age. I didn't know what scale was. I was just like, that's just me. This is my body. This yeah. is what I'm going to deal with. This is what happened, basically. Yeah. yeah. So I only knew how, I only knew that I was 15 stone because at one point my dad took me to the doctor um, to check up something. And they weighed me to just try and get my BMI. And they were saying, like, you need to do a lot of exercise. Um, but that was the only time I ever hopped on the scale. So I, I I didn't know. I didn't really care. I don't think image was a, a big thing to me because I'd already been, I already had that base mm-hmm. of uh, thinking this is where I sit in the social hierarchy. Yeah. Um, after that happened, I think, I can't quite remember what had happened. Um, but fast forward maybe a couple of years and I I had a girlfriend. I didn't. But, Ooh, first girlfriend. I bet that. Well, well let's let's hold on. There. <laughs> oh, okay, okay uh, then. <laughs> at, at that point, um, I think I was maybe year year nine. It could have been year eight. So it was a long time ago. I'm old. So wait, hold on, because like I'm Italian, so the years school years are different. So how old were you? I was 13 years old. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, had a girl- at that point, having a girlfriend just meant that you held hands on the way back from school. Hmm, yeah, yeah. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, um, also lost my virginity at 13 years old. Oh, quite mm. early. Hmm. Mm. Uh, which I didn't realise at the time. Had no idea what I was doing. Um, yeah. Still don't Do know what I'm doing. <laughs> still you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, I'm joking. Thanks very much, guys. That's the end of the podcast. There will be no more episodes coming I up. I don't know what I'm doing half of the time, <laughs> to be honest. So, yeah. Or most of the time. <laughs> I just go with the flow. <laughs> <laughs> Even if the flow is in the opposite direction. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back to my story. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm going to bring it back around to um, dating now. I'll bring it back to my... Uh, Let's go to my 20s, maybe. That was a powerful insight, though, I have to mm. say. Well, thank you. Would you say... Sorry to interrupt, but... Would you say that, like, for so long, you you convinced yourself... It's, it's almost like, because of that experience that you've always had since you were a kid, you almost had to wear a mask. You, you, you started adding onto layers onto who you are and adding mask, like identify yourself as the funny friend um or just the friend rather than someone who could actually attract girls um i wouldn't say that it was a mask i would say that mentality was my mm-hmm. base and anything that went on top of that was a mask yes so when we come on to me dating so my my relationships throughout my teens all the way up to probably say my mid-twenties where through friends basically it would be a friend of a friend someone I know would have a single friend at their work or their college or something and then would just meet and then we'll just click and then you know there was a relationship yeah but I well after I went to university I 
I think my lots of my friends did apprenticeships. Mm-hmm. So um, they were working with a lot of people, and a lot of my friends were settled down with uh, the their other halves that they that that some of them are still with now. Um, so they weren't really going out as much. They weren't meeting as many new people. So there weren't as many connections for me to sort of gel with. Yeah. And I was away at Portsmouth uh, University, so I was quite far away. Um, so I wasn't interacting with my friends as often as I used to. Yeah. So I was missing out on these parties and meeting other people. Um, and I was thrown into um, a university where uh, I needed to get to know new friends. I mean, I met some amazing ones. Uh, I've got um, some that I feel are going to be friends for life. Like you've met Dan. Yes. He's massive uni. Great. He is great. Um, I, I, I think he might be one of the only people from uni that I've introduced to my core group of friends back here. Mm, yeah. Um, and it's just nice to have that all integrated together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think I struggled a lot because I went to university with that same mentality that I had as a child. So as I started to go through university, I thought oh, all of my friends are going to be able to go out. They're going to, they've got more confidence. They're going to pick up these girls and I'm going to be the one that, you know, hangs back or I'll be the photo guy. I'll take photos of them while they're in mm. clubs together. Yeah. Um, so more often than not, um, I, I, I only realized after talking to you about this that because I had that mentality, I wasn't looking outwards, I was only looking inwards. Mm-hmm. So there could have been a time when somebody was coming on to me or someone was checking me out, but I had absolutely no idea because I wasn't looking because I thought, why would anyone look at me? Yeah. And it was, um, I feel like there, there are a lot of opportunities that I missed out at university um, because of that situation. But... I believe that that whole thing humbled me um, in a way that made me who I am today. So let's skip forward to my first date with somebody outside of my friendship group. Mm. So this was me using a dating app. Now I've got a lot of thoughts about dating apps, but I'll save that for another time. Maybe another Um, podcast of just dating apps. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Sounds good. Um... And we, uh, I, I went on a, I went on Tinder. So this was the very early days of Tinder. Mm. Uh, this was before it was kind of like the app that was seen as like, the, I want to find somebody for the evening rather than find somebody for the, the long haul. Really? When was that then? Because I used Tinder too. Must have been like, I don't know. Uh, well, when was it I used Tinder? Yeah. Uh, I think it was last night actually. Uh, <gasps> what? <laughs> yeah, uh, you found me <laughs> with my fake profile. <laughs> uh, I, I th- <laughs> so much venom in her eyes right now. Maybe I should start looking on Tinder. Um, okay, okay, hold on there. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I think it was. I can't remember. It was probably the early 2010s ish. Mm, okay. Oh wow! Yeah. Mm. So to put it into context, I went on Tinder and I got like next to no matches. I think I was probably on there for a good year, maybe. I matched with maybe five people. Mm. So again, that reconfirmed my base. That I thought, right, I'm not attractive. Or if I am attractive, it's either a bloke pretending to be a girl or it's a bot. Or it's someone that has reached rock bottom and wants to date me. 
Um, mm. So, um, yeah, I went on one date with somebody on on uh, Tinder. And I'd never been on a date with somebody that I I didn't know through a friend. So there was no... There, there wasn't even one degree of separation there. It, I had to hold my own and try and make a conversation and try to get to know somebody while being a nervous wreck. Yeah. And that went terribly because I... I don't think I asked any questions. What happened uh, there? I, I honestly can't remember. I, I know we went to um, we went to, uh, to Chinatown in London um, and went to go and eat somewhere. I can't remember where. And I just remember it being incredibly awkward to the point where I was like, I, I really want to go home, but I want this to work out. Mm. Um, she was a pretty lady as well. So I, I wanted to make it work, but I didn't know how to. Um, I felt like almost as if somebody had said, here's a fuse board, figure out what's wrong. And me saying, I'm not an electrician. I said, I don't care. Just do it. (laughs) So yeah, I was, uh, I was extremely out of my depth. Um, uh, I think that was the first time I dealt with rejection from a stranger as well. Mm -hmm. In terms of saying, I don't think this is working out. She was extremely polite about it and saying, yeah, I don't think we clicked as much. And I was like, oh, that's that's cool. So I was a little heartbroken, but that was my base. Yes. So I stayed on Tinder for a while. And then one Christmas, I think I was going out with a friend called Tom. And um, I had a couple more matches on there. And we went out on Christmas and decided to just get drunk somewhere in Covent Garden. And I was like, oh, yeah, Tinder hasn't really been working for me. I think I had plenty of fish as well, but that is legitimately oh. full of weirdos. Terrible, terrible website. <laughs> I've used it too. On that note, I still have a plenty of fish account. And okay. <laughs> I, I still get emails through, so I've been telling Sylvia about this. It's so guys, if you want my boyfriend, he's available on plenty of fish. Okay, I, <laughs> you go find him. <laughs> she's turning into a pimp more and more <laughs> every day. But I, then you'll have to come to me first and ask for permission (laughs) i I, I swear to god like i i think i may have seen her looking at fur coats on asos to get ready and then i think she might be trying to find a pimp cane he's ready oh let me tell you he's ready extra source of income i guess sure what would my cut be if you were going to be my pimp how much would you pay me how much would you put me out there for um i don't know maybe like 50 quid? <laughs> 50 quid? Is that 50 quid an hour? Or? Oh, 50 quid for the day. For the day? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. I um, <laughs> I don't know what to think of that. Hmm. I don't know if that's good. You don't need to give me an answer right now. You can have a think about it. Jeez, okay. So if it's 50 quid a day, what would my cup be? 10%? 10%. Wow. <laughs> I mean... So what's that, a fiver a day? What What do you want best? <laughs> I'd like to be respected. Oh, you are. You're very much respected every single day. Yeah, just like all of the other boys you pimp out, I guess. Uh, well, let's not talk about that. That's my other business. <laughs> I have plenty of businesses here. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Anyway, so. no, my boyfriend is not available. <laughs> Sorry about well, that. What I was trying to say is I still have a plenty of fish accounts because I tried to close it down. And I don't know what my password is. So I tried to do a password reset to try and close it down, but they never sent me an email. It's the same with borrowing my doggy. 
They're cheeky. They're very cheeky. Yeah, borrow my doggy. Won't let me close the account and they keep sending me dogs. They're in my area. That's so weird because I'm pretty sure I close my account. Yeah, well, they just don't. I can't escape dogs. <laughs> I'm used to the pop-up saying hot girls in your area, but now I'm getting dogs in your area. <laughs> Maybe it's better. <laughs> you want some hot dogs? Oh, that was so sad! <laughs> <laughs> oh, lol. All right, carry Thanks, on. Sarah. Sarah, Sylvia will not be here next week. You'll be happy to know. <laughs> Okie dokes. Um, so, yeah, if you see me on Plenty of Fish, say hi and please report my account. Yes, please do. Um, where were we? So, <laughs> yes, you were using Tinder, you were using Plenty of Fish, terrible website. And no, no, you know what's terrible? Were... Pimping me out for 50 quid a day. <laughs> give me a fiver of that. Okay, okay, we'll talk about that in details. Okay, we'll, we'll run out of contract. We'll, we'll figure out, yeah, we'll, I'll, I'll let you sign a contract and maybe we'll up the price just a little bit. Okay. How about just, that? Maybe your, a, your cut can be a little bit bigger. Just a little. Just a tiny bit. I just noticed that your voice appears a lot, a lot. Well, you can see where you laugh here. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> anyway. Maybe you should speak louder. Hmm. Well, if I'm allowed to. As, uh, well, as... You can do whatever you like. Oh, thanks. The pimp has given me permissions. Oh, yes. Um, to take my glasses off. You, you mean you need to take my glasses off? Yeah, because technically I don't need glasses, but this hurts. Okay. <laughs> um... Sorry, where were we? I was so thinking that was about how much I'm worth. Christmas, you were out with your friend Tom and you were saying that, uh, yeah, dating apps don't work, etc, etc. And then what happened? Ah, yes. So, um, I don't know if I should be mentioning names here, but I already have, so. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I. he just said, uh, well, you need to initiate conversations. So I just said, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to... Yeah, you know, I'm anybody that said that they'd liked me. I think I'd paid for like some sort of membership where you can see like who liked you in the end. What on Tinder? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that you can pay for it. I never mm. paid for it. Ooh, you don't need to. Look at you. <laughs> I didn't even know that you can, honestly. Anyway. Too late now. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, I paid for it. I saw the five matches and I just thought, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to like match with all of them. Um so that's what I did. And, um, yeah, I just thought, I'm just going to see what happens um, the next day and see whether um, I can strike up any conversations. And I think the next day I started, uh, I looked through and I was like, actually, like, I, I I was looking at this person's profile and I thought, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to talk to you. Like, I, I feel like, even though I'm not going to any matches, I feel like I know where my, my standards mm -hmm. are. I feel like if you've got a ton of spelling mistakes... Especially if you write the letter U instead of writing out U. That really fucks me off. I don't know why. Yeah, a little. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. Or substituting a word for a number, like two. Or like great. Yeah. G-R-8. Yeah. If you write great as G-R-8, I'm not your friend. No. Never no. have and I never will be. I will text you right now saying great with an A. Cool. This is over. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I... I um. I filtered through and then I found uh, one girl on there that I thought, okay, I feel like something could happen here. Um, so we went on a date. This ended up, be we ended up going out together, ended up being in a relationship. And then that broke down. I, I won't give the reasons why on a podcast, but um, Sylvia is very much aware as I've, talking, I've talked to her about this on many occasions. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so I became single again. Um, 
how long ago was that? Maybe about two, two and a half years ago? Yeah. Maybe three years ago, something. A long time ago. He's asking me, like, if I was in his life three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've always been in my life, apparently. <laughs> I've astral projected for the entire life of Elo. <laughs> I feel like you're a historian or a fact checker. <laughs> yeah, I am everything. A secretary. <laughs> <laughs> boss. Boss. Pink yeah. boss. Definitely. <laughs> Money giver. Cash giver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it out, making it rain. <laughs> But yeah, so um, I found myself um, feeling quite low uh, to the point where when um, uh, this relationship wasn't going right for quite a while and it took another close friend of mine to come over. Um, he came over like to talk about something else, but then I ended up talking about this. And um, you know how boys, we don't really talk as much about feelings and whatnot. Um, it's changing now. It is changing now. Um, I decided to just let loose and say, Hey, look, I'm, I'm not happy. Um, what should I do? Asked of his advice on, on this. And, um, he told me, look, if you're not happy, you, you should end it. Um, I, I also said that I was worried because, uh, I'd been in that situation where I was on dating apps and I didn't have um any matches and because i'm getting older now and i'm working i'm gonna be extremely undesirable and uh i uh i just thought there's gonna be nowhere that i'm going to be able to meet a new person for some reason i felt like i needed somebody to complete myself mm, yeah. so um he gave me like he just said like one sentence and it instantly made me feel so much better and he said, well, you need to leave her so that you can be happy. And I can tell that you're not happy. Um, you're young and you're a good looking guy. You've got, you'll have no problem going back out there. Um, and I felt like because we hadn't talked like that before, the fact that I'd heard it from this friend made me feel so much stronger. I just felt so empowered in that moment mm. to just go, you're right. Fuck it. I'm going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. So, um. Uh, I think it was a few weeks later uh, I, I sent a message saying hey can we talk this weekend and I uh, we talked and it felt quite powerful to be able to do this quite civilised and saying hey look I was really hurt by what happened and I feel like there's no going back and I feel like both of us need to sort of move on because I don't feel like we can go further with this Um and then I felt like the best thing that I ever did as well was tell this person how she made me feel and how she hurt me. Um, I felt like getting it all out there and saying all of that stuff helped me going forward because if I hadn't said all of these things, I feel like I would have gone into my next relationship thinking I should have said this and I should have said that. And now she's never going to know just how much damage she did or how she made me feel. Mm -hmm. And I'm that's going to be bottled up inside me. And those insecurities and things like that are going to be passed on into another relationship because I won't be able to address them by opening them up. So I made sure that I said absolutely everything that was on my mind. But then I also said I need to preface this with the fact that 
these don't take these reasons don't take away the good times that we had and uh we did have some good times um but i feel like the bad times have happened and the fact that we're both different people now as well mm-hmm. means that we can't go further with this and i wish you all the best in your future and hope you find somebody else that makes you happy um but if i could give you any advice don't do the things that i'd mentioned that had hurt me to this other person so um yeah um so i felt powerful i felt good being single um i think i'd reconnected more with my friends as well because one of the things that had um sort of worried me is that i felt like very lonely mm-hmm. and i think it's because i'd made most of my life about my relationship yeah with this person rather than being a mixture of things like my friends my family and um when i started reconnecting with my friends i realized oh shit like i really don't have a lot of time mm-hmm. um and it was it was uh it was great i think i noticed that i enjoyed hanging around with my friends a lot more probably six months towards the end of the relationship um and it really did help because i felt a lot um a lot of strength within myself and i feel like a lot of my the gaps in my time had been filled uh, i felt like i reconnected with my sister as well mm-hmm. and brought her into my life uh, a lot better so um yeah as soon as this relationship ended i felt like that's cool i've got a bit more time to spend time with me and um, that was the important thing i felt a lot more comfortable being in my own company to the point where i started just liking it a lot more and i sat with myself and i re- i thought with myself uh, sorry i thought to myself what are my triggers what upsets me what do i want in a relationship what will i not stand for in a relationship and just told myself you've got to be patient you can't just snap things up if you find somebody they will just come into your life like you don't need to go looking for them um and then cut to a week later i ended up meeting <laughs> another girl mm-hmm. um she was a friend of a friend actually she um funny enough i think my ex had actually met her um at one point um and i think she commented at one point saying that she was like a really pretty girl i didn't know she was talking about and then i think i'd seen a photo of her and i was just like oh yeah she is and then for some reason she was interested in me as well Mm -hmm. um so that happened for a bit and then I decided to go on to dating apps after that. Um, Now, when I started going on dating apps, I installed an app called Hinge because some people at work told me that that's the place to go. And they said that 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 uh, relationships, um, apps are kind of like, um, almost like seasonal in a way. You have to go where the people are. Mm. And at that time, a lot of people were using Hinge. So I installed Hinge, I uploaded a few photos, and I was expecting the same thing before. Maybe five people matching or seven people matching with me um, over the course of a year. So I was like, I'm in this for the long haul. That's all right. I'll just leave it there in the background. Um, I installed the app, verified my email, um, and then I closed my phone. I got my laptop and I was ready to go to another meeting. On my way to the meeting, my phone was vibrating nonstop literally non-stop and um 
I then opened my phone up after the meeting and I'd had probably about 15 matches and I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I panicked and I closed my account because I thought I was under attack. I thought it was just loads of bots that had seen Aww. my account and started matching with me because I wasn't used to this. Everybody thought you were a pimp. Yeah. <laughs> it was me all, the, all yeah. along. <laughs> it was you. You were trying to recruit me this whole time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I shut down my account and... Um, like, I didn't use it again for, like, a week. And um, I spoke to somebody at work, and he said, no, no, it, it's like this. There's, like, a lot more people on there, and I think the whole way that it works, uh, the whole format of it, um, and the openness of it, it just makes it easier for people to match with you and see more about you. So I reinstalled it, um, and I, I started talking to people. I started getting matches with people. And... Um, I, I went on a date with somebody and I, again, this date didn't go well at all. I, in hindsight, I think this, I think I may have experienced my first date of somebody that was just looking for a one night stand mm-hmm. um, because they were not really interested in uh, me as such. They were interested in where I live and what, uh, what I'm doing that evening. But me, coming from my base, I thought, oh, maybe they're just curious because they want to know the distance between, because if we're going to be seeing each other, we Mm -hmm. need to think about commuting and whatnot. And um, yeah, but we had absolutely nothing in common, so it was really awkward. Um, But uh, I left that date feeling quite, quite confident in myself because I managed to hold my own and have a conversation and learn more about a stranger um, that I had nothing in common with. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that that was almost like a spark within me that changed a lot of things. Yeah, I think after that, I started feeling a lot more open and that translated even into my work as well. I started smiling a lot more at people i started engaging in conversations with people rather than just doing the standard hey how's it going and i'm walking off um i started asking people how their weekends were going i started going out with work friends as well to like the pub after work and whatnot and um i think that confidence i I don't know what it was it's almost like an aura i feel like the aura around me changed absolutely your energy because i seemed like a more approachable person Mm -hmm. and um i think that translated to my online presence as well and um yeah it it um i think it helped me to no end so um i often say whenever people ask me about dating and dating apps i always say that it's a double-edged sword i feel like it can give you a lot in terms of confidence but it can take just as much away from you Mm -hmm. um it can give you insecurities that you didn't really um know that you had like maybe it's about your weight your height or what job you have or your style or where you live or things like that and then little nagging things that can prey on you so i feel like i i try to take away the positives from it and um yeah try to limit the negatives Mm-hmm. so um this is why i wanted to try and get you on a dating app i wanted you to i uh wanted you to see the experience i mean it's not that i haven't been on dating apps it's just i haven't been on 
apps recently <laughs> or for the past I would say for the past uh gosh seven years even um, when you're looking for other people to pimp out yeah but that was my business it's different oh so you got a business profile on, <laughs> on tinder have you apparently you can create business profiles now yeah. I mean the last time I was on dating apps was definitely tinder um uh but and I have, I've used uh, plenty of fish in the past. Um, I also used an app called Lovestrack, where you had to pay for it. So I did pay mm. for it monthly, which I don't know. For some reason, when I think about it now, I I don't have shame around it. But sometimes when I think about it, I almost have some sort of resentment. Almost like, why would I pay um, to search for a relationship or to search for love? Um, but for me, you know, I can resonate with a lot of things that you say. For me, like, he's always been... I didn't really know often, even when I was on a dating app, exactly what I was looking for. I knew that I wanted to be in a relationship, but I never envisioned my life first to then realize what I would like to create with someone else. For me, it's always been a case of finding someone to be loved to be validated, to be seen, because I just didn't have within myself. Um, so it's almost like the classic feeling of being rescued. Mm. A man who comes and rescues you and saves you and, you know, the lives happily ever after, but then we we never know exactly what happens when, <laughs> when the people <laughs> technically live happily ever after. Ever and after. So... The Disney princess. The analogy. classic Disney princess, yes, because I think that definitely affects us. Uh, it has somehow affected my childhood and how I've always envisioned relationships and envisioned love. Um, it's, you know, and, and I guess as well, it's how you see these classic relationship models. You see it a lot in stories, in TV series. You see in movies, uh, you see all the time and these couples always look kind of perfect or if they fight, then, you know, there's always that kind of almost like fake happy ending, but it, it's always, it, it, it almost seems like toxic in a way. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's almost like you come across as, you, you, you're desperate to be loved because because apparently as you say as you said as well like it's looking for someone else to complete you and it's always even for me there's always been the idea that um, by myself I'm just not enough and it wasn't even okay to be single I was single for a long time as well mm. um, before being on tinder um, but it's almost like I felt like it wasn't okay for me to be single and just live my life I, I had to find someone and also, often it's almost like I was looking for someone based just on common interests. When I, I actually realize now that interests, yes, do play a part, but it's not exactly the one of the foundations of a relationship. Because you, you, you can definitely have similar interests, but I think what I see right now is that when you share the same core values in a relationship but then you can build so much more and then yes interest I guess just 
come along within the relationship even if they're different you can always you know it is exploring about each other's internal world and understand more about the other person um but you you don't get to be with someone just because you have common interests because you might have you know you might share some of the activities or passions together but then the foundation is based on nothing or there is no trust there is no safety there is no communication yeah yeah i i totally get what you mean about that sorry i don't know if you can hear revving cars outside oh uh, no i mean i can but i don't think he's gonna pick up on it's the not microphone. gonna come through <laughs> i felt like that revving van at the end ruined that beautiful that beautiful statements that uh, that you were making there <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I um, I I kind I I I feel like I was almost in the same situation as you because I I mean I paid to see who liked me on Tinder as well. Mm-hmm. I guess I didn't have a, a monthly fee like you did, but to an extent it was a, a similar thing. Um, do you? I I feel like a paying for apps like this. Do you feel like there should be shame around it? And if so, why why do you think there is shame around it? Why do you think there's shame around paying to find love, essentially? I mean, that was my experience in the sense that, as it, like, I don't know, maybe some sometimes it's because there is that misconception, uh, you know, within society as well, almost like, oh, why would you... Um, why would you pay to look for someone out there um and i think it's also how our lifestyle in this modern world kind of changes so there's still this idea sometimes that we expect for people to just appear in our life and to come to us Mm. therefore when we we look in different ways and and also i think it's um it's it's hard sometimes to accept the mindset changing uh comparing then years ago when dating apps weren't working and they didn't exist therefore you know the even social media didn't exist as much so yes we used to meet people more organically but the the lifestyle was different this doesn't mean as well that relationships were working on a much healthier level as well sometimes it was it was very straightforward. It was very strict. You were meant to get married. You were meant to find a man or a woman, get married, you know, have a stable job, set a family, and there you go, you're good. And what happens within the marriage, you know, you, you've got to sort it out yourself. Mm. No one no one can help you, right? Um, so I think it's also, it's hard to accept the, the, the change uh in our society and i think it's we will still put shame around yeah well maybe because within ourselves as well it's it's hard to accept ourselves it's hard to accept that sometimes because of our lifestyle we can't always go out and meet people organically um uh, you know we 
we're often very busy uh people most of the time do have nine to five jobs and we're tired we're stressed we're always in front of the computer we have so much have other commitments as well yeah gyms and things like that exactly you go to the gym and you're also trying to do your best to for yourself um but also at the same time it's just very hard to to meet people um and again Yes, romantic relationships, absolutely. Sometimes even with friendships, it could be the same. Uh, it's hard sometimes to just meet new friends because your your time is often limited with societal pressures and, and work and just filling the little gaps with things that you actually want to do for yourself. So, so yeah, we I think maybe sometimes we do push them around it because you, you still think that it's, it's not supposed to be like that. I shouldn't, you know, that, that classic, I shouldn't, I shouldn't pay, uh, you know, for a nap to find someone who I can hang out with and, and me and get to know someone just, just so I can, you know, yes, have some company, put myself out there, push myself out of my comfort zone because yeah, because sometimes we just, we just think that it's, it's supposed to be how it was in the past. I I totally agree and I feel like paying for apps should almost be if, if we see it like this if you pay for an app let's say I paid for let's make up a random app just call it call it Eli yeah let's let's say there was an app called Eli oh I love <laughs> to use that app <laughs> <laughs> what do you get <laughs> Maybe I'll build it. <laughs> but um, yeah, let's say uh, you had to pay to use the app so you could meet other people um, so that you could go on a date with them. What's the difference between that and paying to go into a nightclub so that you could meet a person there? Well, I would say you can get a little bit more selective. And, you know, again, we're not talking about sweets here and Sainsbury's products. Maybe I shouldn't name supermarkets on yeah. a podcast. Oh, other, we'll delete that. <laughs> other grocery stores are available. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> um, but I guess it, it depends as well where you meet people organically, I think. It's just that you... I mean, what I mean is, if, if I pay for an app to meet you, for example... Okay. Um, just to interact with you, mm-hmm. I feel like there's no difference between that and paying to get into a nightclub so that I can meet somebody else even organically yeah I, I feel like the whole paid side of things mm-hmm. should be um you know not not seen as uh almost like a, a faux pas thing mm. um if you want to pay to meet somebody online that's great i mean it just shows that you you really do want to meet somebody and you um i don't know you're almost dedicated to the task of meeting somebody yeah um it shouldn't be seen as a as seen as a faux pas because, I mean, we we pay for loads of things when we're trying to get to meet new people. When you're going on a date, you might pay for drinks or you might pay for a meal or pay for an Uber to go and see somebody. Yeah, absolutely. All of these things, but just because you're paying to be able to chat to someone, doesn't mean that the you know the way that you met means any less. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I. I, I feel like this shouldn't really be demonised paying for apps, and I feel like maybe you should um, 
almost forgive yourself a little bit for for um you know paying to use a service because you you knew what you wanted and you knew what you were looking for so to an extent obviously hmm. but yes absolutely i mean because again like it's not only as i said like it's how society and the modern world is now moving into this a lot more um but also yes i was you know i was busy like a worker was taking a lot of my life time i used to you know come back home just feeling really tired and then i of course i wanted to spend some time as well with friends and it, it definitely was a lot harder to just meet people organically mm. um so yeah like this is this is why i did it and to be honest i also thought that by pain it's almost like i will get I, I was a little bit worried, say, for example, when I was on Planting Fish to get a lot more dodgy messages and dodgy people out there. Hmm. So, yes, of, I did my own research and I was thinking, well, maybe if I pay, uh, there are going to be people, um, individuals who are a bit more committed to dating and relationships and just generally getting to know someone rather than, I don't know, uh, just one I stand. Or yeah, just get in your pants. Essentially, <laughs> this is this wasn't exactly my purpose. This is not what I wanted. Uh, so it, it almost felt more safe as well. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I was also conscious of time. I was wondering whether we need to wrap this one up. And yes, absolutely. Me and Eli can definitely talk for a long time when we start. <laughs> no, once we we're two chatty Cathys. We are two chatty Cathys. So we stop we can't stop but thank you guys for listening to us um i guess maybe we'll carry on this conversation in another podcast yeah we'll carry on definitely um we have a new instagram account called me my relationship and i um so you can always send us a message with some questions or things that um, perhaps you would like us to talk about when it comes to relationships, dating, breakups. But yeah, that's pretty much what we're going to talk about. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. And we'll speak to you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>